Before history is written, it's played. Before it's frozen in time, it's fought one shift at a time. Before it's etched in silver, it's carved in ice. What happens next will last forever. The Stanley Cup Final on ABC and ESPN Plus begins Saturday. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. What's going on, Hey, welcome back, grappling fans. Welcome to another episode of Who's Number One. Hope you had a, a great Memorial Day weekend. We're still kind of getting back here on track. And uh, exciting time for jiu-jitsu, as always. We had a great fight-to-win event. A lot of fun matches there. But before we do anything, I can't contain myself. i got to bring it up right now. Who's Number One, the show, the event is back. Gordon Ryan is fighting on the card. Michael, break it down for me. Who's fighting next weekend at Who's okay, Number One? So- yeah, uh, it's going to be a hell of a card. Uh, going Nogi this time. We got uh, the main event, Gordon versus Kyle Bame. Uh, Nogi, no time limit, submission only. So you know it's going to be a sub. Uh, hell of a matchup. Kyle Bame, don't underestimate him. He's beat some good guys. He beat uh, Hulk, I believe, at the BJ Fanatics. He's tapped Dante Leon before. He, he's really good. He's won two of those uh, BJ Fanatics Grand Prix. Yep, yep. Uh, and then we got uh, coming up... Uh, the one I'm really excited for, Tyro Otolo versus Nicky Ryan, two of the best young up-and-comers. Mm-hmm. Tyro Otolo obviously took fourth at ADCC, beat Wagner Hoshen, fight to win after that. Nicky Ryan, uh, you know, everybody's been waiting for big things for him for years. So that's, I mean, basically. Definitely an elusive competitor, right? You don't yeah. see him very often. Yeah. And this is probably, you know, two guys of the, of the future of that division. And uh, another one that's pretty cool is uh, Tyro Otolo's brother, Cade Rotolo, versus another member of the uh, DDS, uh, Ethan Krellenston. So that's a pretty cool matchup. That's right. And so, guys, that show's going down June 5th. Uh, or, yeah, June 5th. Sorry. That's a Friday in, in Dallas. So we'll be bringing you all the action. We're pumping out a ton of content, doing all kinds of preview videos, analysis, matchups, all, all that good stuff. But uh, Who's Number One is back, and I'm super excited, man. Hell, yeah. And then, uh, I mean, this week we got, a, we got a hell of a card coming up in Dallas for uh, Fight to Win 142. That's right. Uh, Gabby Garcia is back at Gabby, Fight to Win. Gabby Garcia versus Kendall. And, I mean, Kendall's no easy match for her. Kendall's got great wrestling, uh, great no-gi. I believe she won no-gi Worlds last year. That's correct. Uh, Dante Leon, two, two no-gi World Champions fighting for the middleweight and lightweight division. Dante Leon versus Johnny Tom. We're about to pull Johnny in and talk to him in a minute. Also in the gi. Mateus Gabriel versus Lucas Valente. World champ versus uh, world silver medalist in different divisions last year. So that's pretty interesting. I'm loving the mixed weight categories. It makes yeah. things interesting, right? It makes it exciting. <laughs> Hell, yeah. But joining us right now, calling in from Virginia, one of the guys fighting on Fight to Win 142 this weekend, Johnny Tama. How you doing, man? Yeah, how's it going, guys? Doing great. 
Long time no see, dude. How you been? <laughs> <laughs> you know, he's trying to stay active, you know, fighting this weekend. I'm excited. I'm looking forward to it. And I've been just preparing for this, focusing on, you know, my, my physical conditioning and my strength and, you know, just keeping my wrestling and my leg close sharp because I think that's the strongest weapon I can have right now in the in the fight to winning scenario. So just to remind people in case they've been under a rock a little bit here, you just fought and won at Fight to Win less than two weeks ago against a really tough opponent. A lot of people are counting you out, and that's, uh, I'm talking about Ethan Crownston. And man, I mean, you have another huge challenge in front of you for Dante Leon. He's a middleweight, no-gi world champion. You're the lightweight, no-gi world champion. What excites you about this matchup? And why are you back so Me? early? Why are you back so soon? I mean, I got called and I said, yes, man. I mean, right now for me, I see these tournaments or super fights like training uh, and training with the best in the world. That's the best cross training I can have right now. And I'm just trying to make the best out of it. Uh, so when, when Seth hit me up, I was like, hell yeah, let's go. I'm ready. So this is a cool matchup, you and Dante, because like at Nogi Worlds a few months ago, you won lightweight, he won middleweight, and now it's a matchup of two Nogi World champs. Uh, what do you think about this match going into it? Well, I feel like I, I'm not known for being a Nogi guy at all. Just recently this past. You are now. <laughs> but I feel like I love Nogi. It's part of the jiu-jitsu. You know, it's like the ugly cousin of jiu-jitsu. Still got to give it some love. And this this this. Season it seems like to be the perfect opportunity to give the time and the and the and the dedication that Nogi deserves. So uh, I feel like it's gonna be a good fight. Both of us are always going forward. You can always see me trying to soup, and you can always see Dante submitting or or trying to soup as as hard. So I feel like it's gonna be a great matchup for the YouTube community to to watch. Now you guys uh you just trained together, right? You were telling us a little bit ago that um you were out there visiting his gym in Ohio. What was that like? And what were those rounds like? Well, when he hit me up, because back in the day when we were Bramble, he was still inviting me to train over, but I just couldn't make it because I wasn't in the place to travel in that moment, like that much. I was kind of like trying to focus on my training on Cobrinha back on that time. But then he hit me up this year. I was like, hey, bro, let's go come train. And I was like, of course, bro. We won't, we, we won't work back to back. So I was like, let's exchange a little bit. Go Pojada, you know. Uh, I feel like we both are pretty mature in that scenario and we're friendly. So, I mean, we were rolling, we didn't roll that much, we rolled like four times, and it was pretty good, it was back and forth, man, like, I feel like, of course, he wasn't going too hard, and I wasn't going too hard, because, like, we were off-season, and we were more trying to just enjoy the ride, exchange techniques more than, than going hard, you know. Nice. How do you think uh, you match up with Dante? I mean, this is, uh, he's a little bit bigger, I mean, last time you fought Ethan, who's a uh, very game opponent, but you're fighting Dante's a little bit bigger than Ethan, right, a little bit stronger, so what, what do you think about this matchup? I feel like uh, at this level, uh, uh, technique technique is what matters. Of course, strength plays again. Uh, strength and weight plays a big role. But I feel like Dante is a very technical grappler, and such is Eden. But for example, I'll be more aware of letting Dante get around my legs entanglements because I know he got a lot of power on 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 his arm and, and legs. So you're gonna be able to squeeze harder than Eden because you know there's like. 30 pounds different, 25, 20, 20 pounds, 25 pounds different with Ethan. So Ethan fights I feel 66, like with, so yeah, yeah. yeah. I, with Dante, I feel like I have to be careful with, with letting him close his hands together, you know, in the body lock, whether if it's like a double leg to body lock or a pass to a body lock, because that's going to expose the back. And well, that's where we see him having the most success recently. So I'm pretty aware of his game. 
in that matter. And, and we fought already twice, so it's not going to be like this fight is going to change anything. We're friendly. We want to win. We take each other all respect. And let's scrap as hard as we can. And, and that's what's going to happen this weekend, you know. What's I'm the weight? Off. What's the uh, weight? 175. All right. So, I mean, uh, I'm sure I'm sure Dante's probably cutting a little bit for that. Dante gets pretty big. Probably been lifting a bunch in this. Yeah. He's like 85 sometimes, 180. Uh, when we were training, he was like 180. So it's just going to be like some water away and he'll be fine. And, and I feel like we're both meeting like right in between because I was like 171 for a fight to win. So, you know, uh, it's just at this point, like I said, 10 pounds different than weight uh, and weight, weight doesn't matter. It's more like technique and experience and how to play the game the best way, you know. People, Each. people. With Ethan, sorry for interrupting. People with Ethan was thinking that he deserved to win the match because at the end he got this crazy attempt to the back that he didn't establish, and it looked like cool, you know. It, but the people that don't see or don't follow fight to win too much, they don't understand that they're counting constantly every submission attempt or every entry to submissions, and all of that they're they're perceiving to declare the winner. So I feel like for that reason, Dante and I were gonna go super hard in submission, you know. I wanted to ask you, when you were out there at GF Team Toledo, did he put you through any of those powerlifting sessions? I mean, he's a he's a maniac when it comes to lifting. Did you guys do any of that stuff? Oh, my God. Yes, dude, of course. We work with John C. <laughs> oh, John C. This what's up, bro? John C. John C. is a trainer, man. And John C. is a character, and he was making the lifting session so fun that I wasn't even thinking about how hard we were working. But then looking back at the videos, I was like, hell, damn, this guy was making us lift a lot of weights. And... And, well, it got to a point where Dante and I we were doing deadlift, and I was keeping up with him, but then we broke the barrier of 415 or 4 something. I don't remember, dude. And then he just kept on going to 500, and I was like, what the hell? We resistance bands on each side. So, yeah, the dude's an animal. I, I got to be careful of, of his strength and power, but I also know he's a technician. So, you know, he he knows when to use his power. So I just got to be aware and, and, like I said, use my technique to, to beat him. So you were lifting with Jonesy out there. My man, Dan Jones. The man, bro. Oh, my God. He made me laugh so much. He... Dude, if anybody's ever seen the, the Dante video before we put out before ADCC with his crazy hype man uh, lifting coach, that's Dan Jones. Oh. That, guy's, that guy's hilarious, man. It's awesome, dude. He's just – but I feel like uh, getting to, to, to work out with this guy made me level up, too, on my strength. I got to see another perspective on the conditioning and the strength. So it was pretty fun, and – like I said, no hard feelings with Dante. He said he takes me. With, we we were like much respect and let's have fun. So you know, uh, I feel like the community is the one that is gonna be winning this weekend. You know, near near is you gonna win or near I'm gonna win. I feel like the YouTube community is gonna is gonna watch a, a exciting match. You know. So you seem like you plan on being pretty active now that things have started back up. What what's your plan for activity going forward? Well, uh, we have these jeet skins coming up soon in June, and then oh. Third Coast hit me up for a nogi bracket minus 180 if i'm not sure so if everything is in track and you know i i managed to keep myself healthy you know because every weekend i'm 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 putting myself out there you know so i can get hurt so i gotta be careful you know playing smart i'm trying to play the, the, the long run game and be able to to show, show up in every competition i can you know to just you know do the thing bro i love this and i feel like uh, I'm alive when I'm doing this. This quarantine made me really sad in the way that I couldn't you know, do my art. And right now that I have the chance, I'm going to go and get it. And I feel like there's no pressure for me anymore. Uh, at the beginning of the year, I was like, oh, yeah, I won words and yada, yada, yada. 
I need to do this and do that. I took two L's and, and they make me realize, no, dude, this is just one title more, one more title, and then you just got to move on and, you know, stay motivated for for more challenges that are going to come. And, well, they're here now. Yeah, it's a pretty unique time right now, right? There's a lot of eyes on jiu-jitsu and there's not many events going on, so it's a great time to propel your career, right? I feel like, yes, man. I've been working hard and, and not many people from the U.S. know me uh, because, you know, I, I didn't build my, my jiu-jitsu career from the scratch here. I came here basically as a bramble, and, and then I, I, I've been working my ass off to be out there, you know? Oh, yeah. What what kind of uh, matches, what kind of super fight matches would interest you in your future? You got anybody that you got your eye on? Well, uh, man, everybody that's in the rank for the 77, uh, Nogi, I, I want to scrap with. I want to go with anybody. You know, I'm down to fight anybody. I don't, I don't really compare myself to anybody but if there's like people that i want to fight i can tell you like Wagner. well dante is happening now we talk about it like i think two weeks ago about i wanted to fight dante or jt torres because well they're the best dude uh who else is there gary tunan uh that's in the game the guy i would like to fight espen or tommy i would like to fight uh Shit, man, there's so many good guys out there that I can't even think of a name like that comes to my head that I have like beef. Edwin was saying he was ready for any 170, so I'm going to take my time for the Nogi season, and then I'm going to try to get my, my rematch because we had a rematch for Turco, so I want to see. He's on my list right now. I like that, <laughs> I like that quiet rivalry building between you and Edwin. Yeah, you know? that's a hell of a match. That's a good match. So, I mean... Uh, the guy, the guy is pretty fun. He sells a lot of fights, and you know, I, I, I want to be the best. Like I said, he's one of the best around, so I want to, you know, put myself out there and try to beat him, you know. And we'll do, you know. I always, anybody that beat me and we fought again, I, I had a chance to beat him again. So, jujitsu right now is just small gaps, and you just gotta be able to fill them up and capture them in the right time. I want to ask you a little bit about your strategy going into this match this weekend. You know, Dante's impressively well well rounded. He's got an amazing guard. A lot of people overlook his guard because he's so powerful looking, but he's extremely technical there. But he's also, of course, dangerous on top. You know, do you, do you have um, a specific game plan that you want to share? Obviously, you can't give it all away, but some ideas maybe. I'm not gonna give big hints, but I feel like everybody knows that I'm gonna pull guard, and you know, it can be like a double guard pull for a little bit of playing for the footy, and whoever feels tired of being on the bottom is gonna stand up first. I feel like both of us will go top or bottom. We don't care, you know. So, I don't know, man. Like I said, I'm, I'm, not, I'm not thinking too much of the plan because, like I said, Dante is a very dangerous fire. So, I don't think he goes with plans and shit. And also, there's no point. So, I'm not worried if I get swept. I'm not worried if they take my back or they mount me. I don't care, you know. If I have to give up a position, I'll give it in order to continue fighting and be safe, you know, or, or, or capitalize on submission. Because I like to go a lot, like, on these scrambles. This is when I, I go for my attacks in the scrambles. That's when I see the openings. So, just like I said, you just got to be careful of not getting body locked. If, if he gets me around the hip, that's going to be uh, a very tough spot to be at because he's really strong, you know. And, well, we've seen him lifting. I like that. And, uh, you know, of course, there are some other interesting matches on the card. What do you think about uh, Mateus Gabriel versus Lucas Valente? To me, that's a, a kind of a sneaker match. A lot of people might not be paying attention, but that's a match that I really want to see. What are your thoughts on that one, Johnny? Oh, no, let me tell you, man. Lucas Valente is one of the top dogs out there in the lightweight division. And, well, Mateo Guerrero just proved himself to be also one of the tops there, you know? Like, he's beating Kennedy, uh, Gianni, Caixinho. And so, like, we're talking about two dudes that are really submission artists. So, I feel like 
if they don't know, I'm sad. They should know. Go look it up. Mateus and, and Lucas are really tough fighters. And I, I had the honor to fight Lucas four times. And Mateus, I haven't rolled with ever, but I really like his style. The way he suit March Andre, uh, the words last year was just mind blowing. So, I mean, man, I'm, I'm stoked. I'm going to be, I'm going to be watching that live, you know, in front of me. So I'm, I'm going to be able to absorb a lot of like techniques or strategies there. These are the matches where you, where you learn, you know, when you see the, the game, the inches, like every step by step. Or you see the surprise of flying something, you know. But Lucas is not very much of flying stuff. Uh, Mateo's is more likely to, to, to do flying stuff. Mm. So how mm -hmm. many times have you fought on Fight to Win now? Five. I have a 3-2 record. Do you feel like you're uh, sort of a veteran on Fight to Win matches now? You said you understand the rules more than some people uh, do. Do you think that... Uh, Fight to win is, is sort of an advantage for you now that you, you understand that whole system and how they're going to score the ref's decision and all that? I really enjoy the fact that there cannot be a draw and they're not going to put you in overtime, you know? Because in the overtime, it's just really weird and odd rules and some people like them and I just don't like them personally. Uh, but I feel like fight to win, you, you can really tell who wins, you know, who, who, who was trying. I mean, sometimes there's tight matches like, the one with Roberto and Gabriel Almeida were like, you see Roberto going for a whole bunch of submissions, but Gabriel was going also for a whole bunch of submissions. So it was really hard to tell who won that one. But, you know, uh, there are some main keys that you need to understand about fight to win or, or overtime or EBI overtime. There's no points. There's nothing that matters. You just need to go for soups. So it's not too hard. I always... Uh, I used to like actually lose a lot in IBGF when I was a lower belt in, in blue or purple at the beginning of my purple because I would always give submission over position. And that's why with jitters, I sacrificed the submission over position for position, sorry, the submission over position for the opposite, you know, our right position and then submission. So that's why I feel like Gordon, for example, was quoting me as a positional fighter, but it's because in the past, uh, going to crazy submission will cost me matches, you know. Sometimes you give away a sweep, you give away an advantage of something, you know, for opening up too much. So if I to win, you you basically get to to count who tried to submit more and then you can or who was the closest to submit and then you can make your your decision based on that, you know. Oh yeah. And then, uh something that we discussed uh a little bit before you came on as we made our announcement today, well I guess it will be yesterday when this comes out, about the uh the who's number one event. What do you think about those matchups that we announced there? I really like the the one with uh, Gordon and Kyle. I feel like both of them are really talented. Uh, I mean, of course, Gordon is a king, and then Kyle is an underdog that he's been upsetting a whole bunch of high level black belts. So you know, I'm rooting for both of them for, because again, Jiu Jitsu is the one winning right now at this point. I don't, I don't, I'm not rooting for any team right at this point. I'm more like Jiu Jitsu is winning. We're getting to fight, and that's it. So you know, we don't even have IBF for the rest of the year. So I'm not even thinking Team Alliance, Team Gracie Baja, Team Danaher. No, I'm thinking like, oh, Jiu-Jitsu is winning. Like but that. I like the one that the Rutolo versus Nick Ryan too as well. Uh, the other Rutolo versus Ethan. Yeah. I feel like that's gonna be a hell of a fight too. Uh, it's a great card so far. What else you guys got? Uh, nothing, nothing else right now. But uh, we're working on it. But there's some good things. There's some good things coming for sure. What about Kyle? I mean, a lot of people are counting him out in that one. But you said uh, you really like Kyle's game. What do you think about Kyle Bame? I feel like he's just he's just like a soldier, man. He goes there, does his job, 
bounces quietly and happily. And he's and definitely I, a man of few words in, in the interviews I've gotten with him. But yeah, he's he's very man. His back is huge, by the way. Like he's just a physical specimen, dude. Yeah. He's like so big, it's crazy. He's got a giant wingspan. Uh, <laughs> so I was telling like my friends around, we were like, "Oh, who is this guy? The fight, the fight, Gordon." And I was like, "Yo, that guy's an animal. Watch out! Like you don't know." <laughs> so I mean, I feel like it's gonna be a great match. Uh, I feel like if I see someone uh, winning, probably Gordon because you know, just who he is and the way he's beating everybody. He takes his time to study everybody's game. And most likely, bro, I think he's going to take his back. I don't know. I have that impression. But I feel like if they go on their legs, Kyle might have a, might outpower him, you know. One thing he's, that... a natural, he's a natural heavyweight, you know. And Gordon made himself through the years a heavyweight. That's a so, good point. One thing dude, people are uh, overlooking, maybe, it's a no time limit match. Yeah, so it's interesting. You know, that does change the game a little bit. I think that might favor Gordon in some ways because it's what he's been campaigning for. But 10th Planet's the perfect school to do no time limit. Those guys are always wanting to try that as well. So I don't know, but I like that that element of the match. And even though you, you tell me it's no time limit, I'm telling you, man, that match is going to be less than 50 minutes. 100%. I hope it's that exciting. Johnny, uh, <laughs> would, would you do a no time limit match? Like, <laughs> All right. I, That'd be a great match. So I'm stoked to see this happen. All right, we Thank got our now this list out there for the community. Is a great opportunity. We got our next guest ready to go, so gonna have to let you go. Our next guest is actually Edwin Najmi, who's who's uh, just got done fighting last weekend. So Johnny, thanks so much for calling in. Everybody, tune in this week, fight to win 142 to see him against Dante, and I will see you there, Johnny. Later, Johnny. Thanks, bro. All right, God bless. Stay safe. Bye, bye. Always good to hear from Johnny Tama. Um, I'm really looking forward to his match this weekend. That's going to be sick. Dante is always fun to watch as well. Oh, yeah. I mean, yeah, that's a great one. Uh, two uh, Nogi World Champs. Uh, I'm excited for it. Uh, what do you think about the? What do you think about Nikki Ryan versus Ty that we announced today? Man, I'm just happy to see Nikki Ryan back in action. Like, Ty is an amazing opponent, and that's a match that uh, I feel like people were calling for for a very long time. Like, two of the new generation, the new blood. Um but we never get to see Nikki, you know? It's, yeah, it's yeah. only like once a year at most. So I'm so stoked that he's going to be on our card and uh, taking on someone like Ty. I imagine it's going to be a relentless pace there. But I think we have our next guest here on the show ready to go. Uh, coming off a big win, a submission win at, at Fight to Win 141. Talking about Edwin Najmi. What's up, dude? How are you? What's up, guys? How's it going? How's it, how's it going, man? Um, you guys are a little glitchy on my screen, but I think... I think we're good, right? You guys can hear me? Yeah, no, you're, you're perfectly yeah, no, you're, fine you're for perfectly us. You're perfectly fine for us. All right, you guys are frozen, so, but it's all good. How's it going, guys? I'm doing good. Uh, still recovering from the weekend. Um, I'm a little beat up from all the travel, from all that extra quarantine travel we had to do that no one knew about, uh, but I'm feeling good. What was that? I, I don't know yeah, what that was. I, I Explain. That was. Explain. Oh, so, like, well, I, so Texas had, like, a 14-day quarantine for California travelers, Really? That actually really? end that actually ended the day that I went to Texas. I had no idea that so, was even in no place. Idea even in place. Yeah, so on Friday I had to fly to Phoenix on a one way and then another, and then another one way to Texas. So I was traveling all day instead of taking like a two and a half hour flight. And yeah, that kind of beat me up uh, over the weekend. I hadn't traveled in like I don't know like three four months as well. So that was kind of like additional uh, damage on the body, but feeling good for sure. You had an interesting uh, 
situation at the event. If, if anybody wants to see about it, you can watch the the all access we put out today about Edwin. But you showed up uh, for your match with Benson literally, I think, less than ten minutes before you went on the stage, right? Uh, yeah. So like, if you you've doing? been in doubt, <laughs> uh, <laughs> to be honest, I was like just I was, I was warming up. I was playing Call of Duty all day, you know, just getting the the adrenaline out. And then I was like, all right, I'll call an Uber. So I called my first Uber, and it says 18 minutes away. So I'm like, all right, you know, like by the time I pack everything, get downstairs, I'll be all right. And then, like, the Uber cancels on me after, like, 17 minutes. And I was like, shit, all right, I'll call another one. And then my next one takes another 12 minutes to get there. And then when he gets there, he's, like, a mile up the street trying to contact this guy. And I'm like, dude, if I cancel this again and wait another 15 minutes, I'm probably going to miss my fight. So by the time I communicate with this guy where I am, picks me up, by the time he gets to the venue, I literally get there at like 9.04. I saw you guys the, the timestamp. And I think I stepped on the mat at 9.11, I think. So like seven minutes after I got there. Um, I've pretty much trained my whole life without a warm-up. So I, can I guess feel Gabriel Arch is cringing from home, dude. If he had if he had known the situation, <laughs> probably, probably, he probably would have had an anxiety attack if he was with me. <laughs> but, <laughs> I, I was, I was, I like one second, I was like legitly scared. I was like, dude, I might miss this and I might look like the biggest idiot in the history of jiu-jitsu, but um, thank God I didn't and uh, we made it. Let's go ahead and roll the uh, the, the match and we'll, 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 we'll play that while, while we talk about it. So you had a really interesting right. matchup here uh, going against Benson Henderson. How did you feel about the match? Uh, I felt good. I can't see the feet. I don't know why. It's like frozen for me, but um, I felt good, man. I, I think I, um, I pretty much, I think I just, I predicted the fight before it happened. I was, I was like, wasn't trying to be cocky. I'm a pretty respectful guy, but uh, I pretty much told you guys how it was gonna go down. I'm gonna try to attack him. He's gonna defend, and I'm gonna hit him with a counterattack. And I just felt like I was just a little, yeah, I'm just on a different level in the gi, and it's 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 gonna be hard for an MMA guy to find the gi. Like he wasn't making grips on my gi pants and stuff, and like the only guys I've been training with are like Home Level Hall and Gabriel Largest. So I pretty much knew something like that was gonna happen. Uh, but I did expect him to be tough and get out of all those submissions as well. So I came prepared. This is actually the wrong match. Let's uh, let's restart this one. This is actually for Lovato. This is our our, our <laughs> that other guest. Doesn't look match. like Benson or Arnaldo <laughs> Maidana coming out there. But Edwin, how did it feel to uh, go out there? Uh, it was, had to have been cool to go out there against somebody who wasn't just like. I mean, you were able to do your game against him. He wasn't like you know everyone's so wary of what what you're going to try to do that you were able to go out there and uh, and actually do your text. Go for the flying triangle. Yeah. He was attacking you, which a lot of people are pretty wary of. How did that feel? Uh, it felt amazing. It felt like being a purple belt again, or a brown belt, where you just go in the tournament and no one knows who you are and doesn't know your game, and you can just do your game. It's like it's a lot more like pure jiu-jitsu, and it was a lot more fun, man. I really enjoyed the match. Um, I think it's because MMA guys don't really... MMA guys fight MMA, and from what I understand, MMA is probably the craziest experience ever. So when they fight jiu-jitsu, they don't really give a shit, and they go out there and they really fight, and they don't just fight to win by like points or a game plan. So it was it was really refreshing, man. It was it was great. Um, I would love to fight more MMA guys in the future. I think they, they make for uh, exciting, high-profile matchups. Did anything uh, surprise you? I mean, the, the match wasn't very long, but did, did uh, Benson give you any good looks? Anything like okay, I gotta be be cognizant of that, be aware of that. Um. I mean, I knew he was tough, and I think he displayed that. He got out of, like, 
um the first the or the second triangle um that was pretty tight man to be honest he got out like he he defended it pretty well um but not a lot of people know this i i probably train with maybe the guy with the best triangle defense ever his name is angelo costa like no one really knows him but he's like our secret weapon so if you ever train with him um then then you're not gonna have a hard time finishing triangles on, on other guys if you get it locked in all the way because he's like the king i can never triangle him so i know i know if i'm used to his techniques hopefully he never makes a dvd so he doesn't sabotage my game but yeah we got it we got a secret weapon at northridge that we don't talk about that much yeah i actually watched this match with keenan earlier for his show he analyzed it and the second triangle that you throw up keenan's like oh this is it right there's no way no way benson's getting out of this one he had pretty good defense huh yeah, just like just like mentally, I'm like, all right, bro, you got out of the flying triangle and the second one, like, all right, like this this third one, like, I'm gonna get you, like, I, I'm gonna really adjust this one. Um, but it was weird. Uh, I actually planned on like crossing his arm, um, across. I saw the that. Triangle. Yeah, but like it, it, it was weird because there was no crowd, so I could literally hear him like choking, like gasping nice. for air. It's a great and, feeling. <laughs> it, yeah, it's probably one of the best feelings. So when that happened, I was like, all right, like, it's just you know count to 10 he's probably going to happen that's what happened so. so so yeah you finished it without dragging the arm across and that's 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 a very interesting insight you you didn't worry about getting the arm across because you heard him could actually hear him choking yeah yeah it was it was, it was a crazy experience like it, it felt like 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 in the gym we usually always train with music but when we don't train with music that's like literally exactly how it is you could be you could hear your partner breathing and like getting tired and and actually like getting threatened by the submission and it's 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 a complete different feeling it's like it's like a real martial art um when you uh train in music or fight with the crowd and stuff it just becomes more of like entertainment this is like a real fight um it's yeah it just it's just a completely different experience um i don't know if it's easier or harder it just but it just it just changes everything we got to see a lot of guard play out of you which we haven't seen much at black belt you don't go out there and play spider guard that much but we we got to Uh see a lot of like homilo style uh sweeps too yeah, um, I'm trying to get back to my roots. Gabriel and Homelo have been yelling at me. They're like, bro, you were always a guard player. You were always a guard player. You had the best guard. You had the most dangerous guard. Why did you stop playing guard? And, like, to be honest, I kind of just got bored. Um, yeah, I just wanted to change up my game. I played so much guard, like, for, like, the first seven, eight years of my career. And I was like, man, I just want to play on top and do takedowns and guard pass just because it's, it's it's just something different I never did. Um, but now, now that I'm pretty good at guard passing, my goal is to bring back my guard again, and man, getting smashed by Gabriel and all these guys, home every day, me and my guard so much better. It's like, it's crazy. It's 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 unbelievable. Uh, just having that confidence of like training with guys that good, and then going in a tournament and knowing that like there's no one that can replicate that pressure is is a great feeling. It's, it's an insane feeling for your confidence. So I think that's why I was so relaxed, even if I was late or, or whatever. I didn't really care because I was like, I already that my training was way harder than this. So after the match, you said uh, you're gunning for anybody at 170, huh? Yeah, 170 Nagi. If you want to put on an exciting fight, let's do it. Um, not just anybody. I got like random DMs from like random guys challenging me, like yeah. trying to cloud chase. And I'm just like, bro, like no disrespect, but like flow and fight to win are not going to pay me to fight you. So like I'm not, <laughs> I'm not, I'm not, claiming, I'm not, I'm not claiming to be Gordon or anything. I'm not claiming to the best. I'm not claiming to be the best, but. You gotta be like, you know, like you're just a random guy. You're just challenging me. So, I felt, I felt like what it felt like to be Gordon for like six hours. It sucked. <laughs> it was annoying. 
I don't know. I don't know how he does it. He, I don't know how he does it. Uh, props, Gordon. Just, just shitting on all these trolls that all day, every day, just ruining their lives. Props, bro. It's a full time job. <laughs> so yeah, for sure. I don't know how he does it either. But uh, <laughs> uh, okay. So at one seventy in the gi, what uh, what are some matches that might interest you? Um, I don't know. I f- I feel like we got Dante and and Johnny Tamo coming up. Maybe I'd be cool to fight the winner of that in the gi. Nice. I think that's a cool matchup. Um, anyone that's just exciting, man, and just just down to fight, um, especially in the fight to win rule set. I'm I'm ready. Um, I got nothing else to do, right? We're just training in quarantine and getting ready to compete. So I told Seth, anybody gets hurt, let me know. Um, a lot of people were asking me if I no gi. Um, unfortunately, I don't have any no gi training, so I'm not gonna be stupid and just throw myself out there, right, and get murdered. Um, but in the gi 170, if anybody wants to throw down. Uh, I'm ready. Yeah, Dante and Johnny, those that either one of them is cool because those guys, those guys bring it too. They're not going to just try and point fight you for sure too. That'd be a great matchup. Yeah, that'd be cool. Like Dante choked me in no gi, so it'd, it'd be cool to have a shot at him in the gi. Um, and we, I fought Tom before, and he wanted to fight me again, so that'd be cool. Um, yeah, not even trying to shit talk. I'm just trying to have cool, exciting fights against dope guys. No, it's and a great I'm, time. We were just talking about this with with Johnny Tama. Um, there's not much else going on in, in the jiu-jitsu world right now, and there's a whole lot of eyes on fight to win. Like, the most active guys are going to get a huge boost. Like, it, it makes so much sense to be campaigning for fights and to make make a show out of it because you'll get invited back and be on the podcast again, be on fight to win again. I mean, that's how it works. Yeah, definitely. I think I think this is actually good for the athletes. Like, we got a lot of attention on us. Um, some people might not like the pressure, but um, if you're ready to perform and compete, uh, it's, it's probably a a great time for athletes to have a uh, platform to showcase your skills. Yeah, me and you talked about this a little bit in Dallas. It's like it's an interesting environment right now where it's super fights only. So it's almost sort of like the MMA scene where like you're just going to be everyone's just going to be taking one-on-one matchups, not not, not mm-hmm. tournament style, right? Like what do you think about the the super fight scene coming up? It's amazing. I love it. I know a lot of old school guys are are hating this. I already know they hate all like the build up and the trash talk and everything, but for our sport to become a real like like uh, spectator sport, like it has to become entertaining and it has to have like the build up and all that stuff. We can't just have random super fights and people just show up and they fight. They gotta have some kind of like a backstory, um, like a following before that. So I think this is the best thing that ever happened to the sport. To be honest, we're gonna build like personalities, brands. Um, in the sport and doing tournaments, um, it's kind of hard sometimes to, to do that. And of course, for the athletes, it's a lot easier. You get paid and you fight one fight instead of try, have to have any five, four or five good guys in one day. Like people don't realize how hard that is. So many different variables that can go wrong. So I think everybody wins. I feel like uh, fight to win rules, especially, might be good for you because, like, we know what guys are going to try and do to you in other events. Like they're going to try and stay away from your strengths and maybe you know beat you by a sweep or an advantage, but you, they can't beat you like that at fight to win. They got to come after you, uh, right? Yeah. And that plays into your game. Yeah, I I love the rule set. Like we talked about before, like I love the rule set. Besides the slamming, I still don't understand the slamming part. Like I guess <laughs> slams I are guess, huge, I, dude. <laughs> yeah, I mean, like I guess if. If you're an Edward Najmi hater and you love getting me, seeing me get slammed on my neck and get knocked out, then you love that. So I, I guess some people enjoy the slamming part. I don't know. So that's the only part that I hate, and it's pretty dangerous. Um, I could tell you firsthand, I got I got pretty messed up in a couple slams. But um, besides that, I think it's the perfect rule set. I just found that you get points. I never knew that. 
or they're, they're informal as far as I know. Like they are weighted, yeah. but they're not actually yeah. counting. It's a little bizarre, but it seems to work. So, <laughs> but, but yeah, I, I didn't even know there was a criteria. I thought I was just like, bro, that guy was fucking that that guy. That guy was just better. So that's kind of cool to know the the little point system they got. Um, but yeah, I think I, I think it's great, man. I love it. Um, yeah, but I, I mean, at the end of the day, boring competitors are going to become boring competitors. Doesn't doesn't matter on the rule set like. There's some matches they announced, and I'm like, oh, they might be boring. I hope not. I'm, I'm a big fan of the sport, but some of these guys, like, you could put them in fucking no time limit submission only, and they'll still be sitting on their butt, like, circling, you know, their legs, uh, you know, pummeling and double, double guard pulls. So, um, <laughs> it, at the end of the day, it, it, it comes down to the competitors willing to fight as well. So you touched on this a little bit when you talked about finishing the tri- triangle on bench. So I'd like to hear more about what was the experience like competing with no crowd? Because for me, like – Working media, I noticed during the main event, we were sitting there watching, and like you could hear like a creak in the stage and stuff. Mm-hmm. Like it's sort of eerie, it's sort of different. But how how did you like the experience of, of competing with no crowd? Um, it was definitely more difficult for me, I would say. Um, I love like looking at the crowd before getting amped, like you know, t- getting energy from them. I-, I get energy from that, you know, in the fight when they're cheering me on, I get energy from that. So for me, it was like weird. It was kind of hard to get like going. I mean, I am always a slow starter, but um, it was just kind of weird. I don't know. It, it, it was a weird experience. Um, I think we're going to get used to it um, as time goes by. We're probably going to see better performances from all the athletes because I feel like a lot of athletes suffer from, like, stage anxiety and, like, crowds and stuff. So I feel like a lot of athletes are going to perform even better um, from not having the crowd. And the guys that feed off the crowd are not going to do as well, or they'll probably just get get adjusted to that that feeling but yeah it felt like a role felt like someone like dojo stormed my gym and challenged me to a match <laughs> it's kind of what it felt like how active are you trying to stay during this period um i'll fight every two weeks i'll oh, fight yeah. every two weeks I'll fight every month like yeah whatever they want um i just i just want to fight guys my weight in the gi like just hard to fight like big guys like i've done it a lot before but i just like I'm just not stupid anymore, you know. Like I'm not gonna just fight for a paycheck to fight a bigger dude or fight a no gi match. I'm not prepared for. So I'm just, I'm just right now at this current moment, I'll fight anybody. I'm not waiting in my gi in the gi, any rule set, whatever. Uh, Donna put on a show. So we just yeah. announced. You mentioned uh, no time limit a bit ago. We're, we're trying to push this out there as much as we can. The who's number one uh, event is back next weekend. Actually, rolling this out very quickly. Gordon Ryan is taking on Kyle Bame. In the main event, and that's a no time limit match. What do you what do you think about that matchup there? Uh, Gordon, Gordon by sub. All right. It's just, it's like, Gordon is just he's just too good. Yeah, uh, you know, like one that I well, think well, is well, no, no one one that I think that is a little bit more up in the air. I mean, obviously Gordon's a huge favorite there. What do you think about Nikki versus Tyro Tolo? That's a good match, right? Yeah. Is it no time limit? It's 15 minutes. Basically a 15-minute fight-to-win rules match. 15-minute ref's decision at the end. Um, Matt, to be honest, who won the – Nicky Ryan won the first one, right, by heel hook? No, Nicky right? heel hook K. Did he hook the other brother? Got you, got you. Um, I'm going to go – Nicky. Nicky's a beast. Um, he's Those those brothers are always improving. Both brothers, Rotolo and Ryan brothers, are, are improving at a crazy rate. But um, I'm going to go with um, Ty by decision. Okay. 
I'm gonna go by Tyvek. I don't think Nikki's too good to get finished, but I think he's just aggressive on the feet, more wrestling and stuff. But he might get heel hooked. But uh, I, I, I think I'm gonna go with 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 Ty by my decision. Um, I like his style. I like both guys, man. It's I'm excited for that fight. It's gonna be a good one. Absolutely. What's going on with uh, Hamilo out there and Gabriel? How are they doing? Oh, Homo is like so pumped right now. He he wants to he, he wants to fight. So maybe you guys get an announcement soon. He's oh, I like the sound of that. Yeah, hell yeah! Everybody's coming back. Janji's coming back. Hamilo wants to go. Everybody's everybody's ready to go, man. Dude, the fight fight we should launch like a legends like like tour and and have one of those matches. Lovato just came back. Yeah, everybody's I'm into I'm like super that. into it. You should have a legends card, like a masters card. You know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Nice. That'd be really good. But yeah, Homo's looking scary, man. I can't believe a 38 year old man is. Uh, is is ragdolling me and Gabriel like that every day? It's just Dude, I crazy saw him at Thurco's day. grappling a few months ago, and he was so big. I was so scared of that hey, man. He's, <laughs> he's fucking jacked. He's a robot. And then he's a robot. Gabriel uh, is fighting in both Third Coast tournaments, I believe. Right? He he just accepted the middleweight. And now he's going to do heavyweight as well. Yeah, back to back. So everyone's just motivated. I think I kind of set the tone. Like I went out there and I just like you know had a good performance, and everyone everyone else is like, all right, like. Let's go, let's go, you know, let's, let's, let's feed off each other's energy. And that kind of, like, takes me back to my old school days. Like, in the past couple of years, we've, like, owned schools, and, like, we do train together, of course, but it's, it's like, we haven't been, like, as close as we, we were, like, this this feels like when we were blue-purple belts, when we saw each other every day, trained, talked, you know, like, fed, fed off each other's energy. So it's, it's a really cool uh, brotherhood feeling we have right now in the gym. Oh, yeah, I think it's like that all around. Like, everybody's excited to get back going, right? And, uh... Yeah, it's a great time to, I mean, things are back sooner than I thought they were going to be. Like yeah, a, a month ago, if you would have told me it was going to be October before we had matches, I wouldn't have been surprised. But man, Seth, props to yeah. Seth and them for starting it up and everything. And yeah, great to have you on, Edwin, and uh, looking forward to seeing you again and some more matches. Thank you, guys. I appreciate you guys having me on. See you guys later. Later, bro. All Take right, it easy, thanks, man. Peace, guys. Thank you, guys. It was great to hear from the kid, Edwin Najmi. That was a super fun match. Um, you guys just saw it there, but I could watch that a hundred times. You know, when Edwin's cycling through those triangle attacks, it's, it's a thing of beauty for sure. Yeah, waiting on our next guest, Gabby Garcia. I'm going to shoot her a text to make sure that... Uh, yeah, let, let's hit up four-time ADCC champ, <laughs> Gabby Garcia. Get her oh, on. she actually, I got a text from her right here. All right, here we are with our third guest today, fighting... In the main event at Fight to Win 142 this week versus Kendall Rusing. Talk about four-time ADCC champ, Gabby Garcia, joining us on the call right now. Gabby, how are you today? How's it going? I'm good, guys. Thank you for uh, inviting me one more time, you know. And it's a pleasure for me to stay in the show again. How does it feel to get get uh, back to competing this week? Um, I'm excited, you know. Um, it's uh, first time after ADCC, and... Against like I never uh, fight against uh, Kendo, and be one challenge for me. You know she's like world champion Ogi, and yeah, I'm excited for this fight. Yeah, uh, like you said, I mean Kendo, she is a, a newer black belt, but she did win Nogi Worlds. What do you know about Kendo? Um, I know like um, she had one school costume <laughs> to my school here. We're, like competitors. Oh, okay. <laughs> Perfect. That's, you can put it up all over town. If, if you get the win, you can yeah. say, I beat that I beat that person. <laughs> no, like, I, I don't know who told me, like, ah, let's see who is, like, the, the, the queen for the area. And I'm, no, who is the queen for the world, you know? <laughs> okay. You're not playing games. I no, like that. Yeah. Um, I know she's, like, uh, she's a, she has a good wrestling, you know. Um, and she, like, I, I, 
like watching like a couple fights, but I know she, uh, her her takedowns. She have good takedowns, and yeah, It'd be a good fight for me. You know, one challenge like, but I have one game you playing right now. All right. Well, uh, what do you? Uh, uh, what... I I don't watch. Uh, I think it's a. I don't watch you guys. You can't see us right now, Gabby. No. Oh, it'll be all right. You can hear us, right? Okay. <laughs> all right. Yeah. <laughs> you, you don't need to see us. You've seen us plenty. But uh, the uh, what do you uh think about going out and fighting with no crowd? It's a special circumstances. Uh, it, it's sort of a different environment, like not hearing the uh, fans. Um, yeah, it's it's different, you know. Um, it's first time. Uh, if I like with just you know, uh, my coach there. For be real, I don't know if like they accept codes, but um, and you are back like uh, or life back to normal. Just uh, I accept this fight. Uh, suppose like said invite me for the uh, last week, but right now I'm feeling you know like I training more. Um, I'm ready before like I started the the open in my school, but I just need uh, our life back to normal. You know. For like the community, is hard right now. We don't know the next tournament, the next competition, and this is sad. It's it's super sad for, for me, you know, and yeah, for been, I think for all the the yeah. Gabby, and um, I'm glad, like you know. I'm sorry. Go yeah. ahead. No, and I'm uh, I'm happy for uh, fight to win and uh, back, you know, and be like the the the, the competitors like. Don't uh, have like one one chance, you know, for this year for compete. And I think it's my part for the, the sport competing this time. Yeah, it's been great to see events come back. We've been talking about that since it started. How many times have you fought on Fight to Win, Gabby? You, you uh, been up there a few times now. Uh, this is like uh, the third time right now. I, yeah. I fought against. Um, I I don't, I don't remember her name. <laughs> my first fight. <laughs> oh my god! And yeah, and and I lost for Nacelli the, uh, after Panams. And what do you what yeah. do you like about the fight to win format? It's very different than uh, many other tournaments and things like that. What do you enjoy about the fight to win stage? You know, like uh, I like the 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 show. Um, Fight to win is like I fight MMA before. I like the show. I like the entrance, you know. Um, and fight to win give like for the 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 athletes um, more like it's it's special, you know. Like with like ah, they give for us like more superstars, you know. We train a lot, like MMA. The entrance super like I fight MMA is super like when I enter there. I walk with the music, is other other vibe, other show, and this is super nice. And the rules, like, have a lot of people don't like the rules, don't know the rules, but be quiet if you don't submit the fight. You know, you have <laughs> you have ten minutes for submit the fight, and and this jujitsu, you know, you have ten minutes for submit my the fight, um, and I think. Uh, open more like for me in my mind i open more my game but have more like other people just attack for i, I don't 
I don't pay attention more a lot in the rules. I go for submit my fights, but let's see, you know, what's happened. Absolutely. Uh, so your your other fight to win match was a win by choke over Hillary Van Ornum. That's her name. Oh, yeah. So, uh, yeah. How active are you looking to stay? I mean, are you are you gonna uh, be looking to compete pretty regularly in the next couple of months? Or are you just gonna do this match? Um, let's see what uh, what's happening in our, in the fu- uh, in the future because I have two coaches in Brazil right now and they cancel all the flights. I I opened my school like um, two weeks ago. It's hard. I enter here like six a.m. every day. Uh, I need training and take care about the school. But, yeah, I, if, like, said, invite me, you know, again, yeah, I compete. I'm born for this, you know. I, I like it. <laughs> I like it. <laughs> Gabby, where's your school? Where can people come find and, and train with you? It's uh, it's close to the Ontario airport in California. Mm-hmm. And Eastville, uh, it's, like, one small city having 90 years. And growing up so fast right now, um, and it's close to Ontario Airport and 60 Freeway in, in California. Yeah. Very cool. Yeah. It just, is it called Gabby Garcia or Jiu Jitsu or, or a different name? No, it's Alliance. Your Alliance School. Okay, gotcha. Alliance, yeah. Uh, Alliance, we don't use the name like Alliance and because we're not like only one star, you know. Mm-hmm. If you have one school and you use it, like my opinion, don't be like, of course, I have other schools with names, um, but if you like, you put your name. It's just you, the only star, you know. And I, I need like create other stars here. So, what, what do you think the fans can expect out of you this weekend in your match? Your in your match with Kendall. Uh, <laughs> it's a. Uh, I, I always I have one game plan, you know, in my mind, and I train a lot of re- uh, wrestling a lot. But she's a good wrestler, and she she um uh, she choose fight like no gi against me. For be real, I no need fight against me like no gi. <laughs> but um, she like choose no gi, and let's see what's happened during the fight. You know, I try for my game, but if like I put in the guard, let's see. You know, um, it's a one opportunity for like I play more my guard. If like the takedowns don't happen. You know, I I pull in the guard. So you've been on top of your division uh, for so long. I mean, four-time ADCC champ, so much IBJJF stuff. Does it? Does it? Do you feel pressure, like knowing that so many girls have been gunning for you as the the top girl in your, at that weight for so long? Um. Yes. Um. Not not the pressure for uh, uh, in the fight because when I enter there, like I forget everything. But like last year, when I compete uh, after my injury, I I told Fabio, hey, Fabio, what do you think if I uh, Panam is one more time, just for fun? He told me, Gabby, it's never for fun for you. <laughs> it's never <laughs> for fun. <laughs> and I'm, why well, no? You know, let me. I need enjoy. And he's like, no, you will like forever, Gabby Garcia. All the girls like, and. My students asking me like, Gabby, why you accept this fight? You're like four times the CC champion, and but for be real, like if like, I I stay like behind my victories, it's not like my style, you know. Like and 
I, I need like challenge myself. And right now I don't put a lot of pressure. I think my jiu-jitsu is better right now than before. Um, when I compete like all the tournaments, it's it's more like pressure than now. Right now I enjoy a little bit more. I don't think about, ah, if I lost, I never like, if I lost, this is not in my, in my decent area, you know? <laughs> I always enter for cute, better her mom cried than my mom. <laughs> Her mom cried. Them. <laughs> what, what's going on with your MMA career? You got you gonna be doing any uh, fights coming up, or you got any plans for that? Yeah, suppose uh, suppose like if I uh, April, you know, um, they pass for June, July, but we don't know right now. Like uh, the flights from a for uh, to Asia and like Brazil to. This situation, we don't know about the situation, this virus, this, it's crazy, you know, I'm tired for, for this. And if I, I don't fight like August, September, yeah. I plan like fight uh, ABJJF, but right now they cancel all the tournaments. Let's see if next, next year, um, I, I do like one more time, but I have ATC next year. <laughs> right. Yeah. You could try and do them both in one year. Uh, like Obrina did, but, uh, the, yeah. uh, so, uh, it seems like talking with athletes that with a lot of them, like it's real, these matches right now are sort of special to them just because everything that's been going on, everybody's been dealing with stress, things haven't been normal. And it, it's just really special to people to come out and, and to be able to compete and do something that, you know, seems normal, right? Yeah. You know, when said invite me first, uh, first time for, um, to con- said my fr- is my like he's my he's a promoter but he's my friend I like him uh, his style and I told him like said right now uh, don't work for me because I'm alone here all my family in Brazil because all this pandemic don't have flights and I'm alone at home and like for five nights I don't sleep because all the stress for open the school again um my mind like i told said right now my mind says not for the fight but if you need a fight like uh in the may 30 and he told me okay gabby let's figure out this and and i accept this fight i train more right now i don't stop training like i all day here in the school um i have like uh one student he's like um He's a uh, pro wrestler, and he helped me for the, this fight. But I'm tired for the situation. I need, like, you know, all the fans uh, have, like, a show. For me, the, like, doesn't matter right now. Like, of course, I enter uh, the same. It's, like, my mind is the same, like, for ATC, for fight to win. I go for the show for, you know, win this fight. But it's for... You know, for try your life back to normal, people are scared to go to to the 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 airports. But if like just living like our life is scary, everything you know right now, this is our life. We need like try. You know, we don't know about this virus, and I'm tired. And this is like my part for the sport. Come back and try. Um, give like entertainment for like the the fans and everybody like when i post about this fight 
everybody like mm. oh my god this fight's happening i'm like oh my god <laughs> you guys are scaring me right now <laughs> uh, and people gabby she's training a lot and i'm good because i know you fight against like one girl she but no training you know yeah. i i'm glad she have she training a lot <laughs> Hell yeah, so this weekend, uh, the main event at Fight to Win 142, you heard it from Gabby Garcia, better her mom cries than mine. I like that <laughs> I like that slogan. You can turn it into a t-shirt or something. Gabby, uh, we're looking forward to seeing you compete. Everybody always loves to see you compete. It'll be great to have you on that stage, and I'll see you in Dallas. I'll be out there covering it. So thank, thank you for calling in, Gabby. Thank you so much for calling in. Thank you, guys. Thank you one more time for inviting me for the show, and see you guys in Dallas. One more time, better her mom cried than my mom. <laughs> See you, Gabby. Thank right, you so Gabby, much for talk, the time. Talk to you later. Thanks. See you. Always great to hear from Gabby Garcia, four-time ADCC champ. Cannot wait to see her at Fight to Win this weekend. You know she's coming for it. It's a great slogan she had, had there at the end. Uh, better her mom cry than mine. So that's some scary words gonna, talking to Gabby Garcia. That's going to be a great match. And then joining us right now, the, the winner from the main event at uh, Fight to Win 141, Rafael Lovato Jr. How's it going, man? It's going very well. How are you guys doing? Excellent. Great to see you again on the show. You, you, it's working like clockwork now, a regular guest every single week. <laughs> yeah, well, you know, what can I say? I'm having fun. It's good to be back. You uh, you made your triumphant return to the Gi. You were really, really excited uh, to, to do that once again. How did it feel to finally happen, to have that match and to have a performance like you did? Oh, man, it was a special night. Uh, you know, I had four students on the card as well. Um, three of them were victorious in dominant fashion. Um, the one that lost, uh, was a, a lightweight that moved up to welterweight to, to battle against William Tackett. And, uh, you know, Tackett is, is a monster. Um, and, uh, you know, he was getting up some size and of course Tackett is, is really good, very seasoned. Um, and, uh, unfortunately he, he just, uh, never really had a chance to get going. Um, Tackett was, was right on top of things, but, uh, you know, we're still proud of him and hoping that he can get a lightweight match next time around. Um, but you know, just being there, man, and like going out and coaching one of my guys coming back, hanging out, going out again to coach someone else and hanging out and, um, you know, honestly not having the spectators and, and, and so many people in there made it a little easier for us to enjoy, um, and the fact that it was a smaller card, uh, was easier for me to coach everybody because on the big cards where it's like four, five hours, I can't be there to, to coach anyone that's competing at, you know, five thirty, six o'clock. Um, it, cause normally the main event doesn't go until 10. And so that's like four hours, you know? And so, um, having the compressed card down to like two hours or a little bit over two hours, made things move uh really fast and and just yeah i was able to coach everybody and just enjoy the vibe and then of course getting to compete again in the gi after so long felt so good um just yeah i i had a a big sense of gratitude come over me and um you know i i i didn't realize how much i missed it until i was suiting up and and getting ready to go i was like man it feels so good to, to just have my gi on, to be warming up with my gi on, not gloves, not, you know, short and a rash guard, uh, but to have my my freaking gi on, man, it was it was so good. And, uh, you know, honestly, I, I 
I, I said in a post uh, the next day, but I was pretty nervous, man. I just, you know, you, it's one thing if you're training, you know, but most of my training has just been with my students and never with the focus of competition. The only competitive thing I've been fo really focused on was getting that MMA world title. And so, um, you know, putting the gi on and, and suiting up against a guy that I know has has been fighting the best, you know, very frequently and, and beating on them several times. Um, I just had a little bit of nerves like, man, am I going to be sharp? I don't want to, you know, am I going to get into my positions? Is he going to tie me up in something, you know? And I was just kind of like trying to tune all that out and, um, you know, uh, of course, put myself in a great state, which I did. Um, and fortunately things went really well. And, um, you know, I, I, I was, was right on top of things right in the beginning. It just, it went really, really well for me in my favor. Um, which honestly, I was surprised. I didn't expect it to go that smoothly for me. Rafael, why don't you uh, tell us what you told me about why you started the match pulling guard? <laughs> uh, well, I, I'm, I'm going to give you a hard time, Chase. I, 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 <laughs> Uh -oh. <laughs> uh oh, my my article is coming back to haunt me. <laughs> about uh, you know, if if he ended up on top, maybe my my gi guard wouldn't be that sharp. But uh, you know, hey, I it was my plan to pull guard. Really, I mean, in a sub submission only um, style match, you know. I, I, I like to pull so I can start my attacks right away, maybe get something, you know, an omoplato or a triangle or something. But, uh, um, you know, every day that I train with my students in the gi, I always start on bottom, you know. Um, I, I like to give myself the longest path to the submission as possible. And uh, and, I, and I do basically what I showed. I, I, I pull, I sweep, I pass, I mount, and I finish. That's uh, That's my game through and through. And, uh, and I'm really happy that I got to just show exactly what I believe in, who I am, everything that I am as a jiu-jitsu artist. You, you could see it in my match on Saturday night. Yeah, I mean, I think uh, you went right down your, your game plan, how you like to do it, force half guard, pass, get the mount, and finish. Uh, when you were out there in those positions, when you had the half guard and you're smashing and then you started using the, the gi grips to control, how did you feel? Were you like, man, this feels good to be back out here doing this again? Or how, how did that right feel to you? Right back at home, huh? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. It's, uh, you know, that, that, that's just what I do. <laughs> uh, I, felt, I felt right at home, um, especially in those positions. You know, I didn't really have to deal with too much of his guard, which was uh, – you know, something that I was in, in my training leading up to that match for that couple of weeks, I was having everyone put me into specific guard positions. And, um, you know, I had some of my students throwing up omoplatas on me and, and, and putting me into some danger. And I, and that's where, you know, I was like, man, okay, I got to make sure I'm really sharp. Um, but like I said, things just really couldn't have gone better in my favor. The, the, the sweep that I did put me right into his half guard. Yep. And so I didn't really have to uh, have to deal with too much of his flexibility and his his dangerous attacks um, from his back, and uh, and it kept it kept me feeling really good because it was all in my in my world, um, and so I just felt the momentum building and building uh, right from the very beginning all the way into okay I'm right where I need to be 
just boom, 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 boom. This is, you know, this is, um, this is my stuff. You know, I'm just literally running through my, my systems, my checklist, um, you know, everything that I, that I did in that match, I, I teach in all my seminars, I teach in my DVD series. Um, it, it's, it's my bread and butter stuff. And so that, that really helped me a lot, um, in, in staying calm, staying comfortable. And, um, and yeah, just wanted to, to get to Mount as quickly as possible. I think we actually, uh, have this match queued up here, Caleb, if you're ready to, to run that thing through. Rafael, you should be able to see it, but we've been having some problems, so let let us know. I can see. Yeah. Okay, beautiful. Let's skip. I, I want to watch Rafael's entrance. Uh, <laughs> dude, you have the best entrance. Oh, yeah, the Ooh. custom fight to win entrance. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm going to update it. I'm going to update it. Wait till next one. I'm going to have a better one. How did this? this... I, I actually had this made uh, for my match with Cyborg back in 2016. It was in Denver. And I had my affiliate school there, and I wanted to get everyone so hyped. Bad. It was a big match, you know, me and Cyborg. And so I had it done then, four years ago. And I've just been using it, the same one, every time. But I've updated my, my logo, our Lovato Jiu-Jitsu logo. Mm-hmm. And uh, I have some better clips and better things I could use now. So I want to make a new one. It's got to be intimidating to be going against the guy who's got his own custom walk-in video. It's, it's like, like, oh, shit. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, it's like he's, got, he's got those, like, Lasers coming out of his eyes. (laughs) I was actually debating on if I wanted to even use it because it was really for the for the audience, you know, for the crowd to get hyped. Mm -hmm. But uh, but then when I watched um, the fight to win the week before, I was like, well, no, it's still good because the audience, the camera is right there, um, and the audience can see it. And uh, and so I thought, no, 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 let's let's keep it. I watched this match with Keenan earlier on his show, and he was he was wondering. He really liked your intro. He was wondering who made that thing. Who made that for you? So it was a friend of a friend. Um, okay. I, my best friends, they're in the music production world, and they have a friend of theirs who who focuses on the visuals. Yeah. And so they make music and put it with his visuals, and and that's how how I got hooked up. Okay, cool. Here we go. We got the match going now. Up, you get the guard. Yeah, and you throw him a pot up pretty quick. Yeah, I knew he liked to stand with his left leg forward, so I was ready to attack his um, right arm. Just trying to off balance. Here, I get my legs in position. Try to go. He shakes, but then he let go, and so I could cross cross sleeve. Right here, um, that was really slick. That his was arm. super cool. And hook sweep, and then right here. Right, yeah, right there, butterfly guard is butterfly guard is uh, one of my favorite sweeping positions, and uh, I love it because then it puts me right into dominant position on top. Yeah, you Here don't want I'm just nine starting of Lovato on top of you like this. This is not a good situation. This is this is the violent hugging man. I just love to give hugs <laughs> yeah. with a little bit of violence. <laughs> yeah, it's got to really the, wear the him out because even like he re, he recomposes a couple times, but it's a, it's a fight every time, and he's fighting uphill so it's i mean he's got to be using i love uh keenan was really going wild about this about your grips that you're using here about how you're not going palm to palm you're 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 grabbing the wrists and stuff is that something you need to get more leverage there yeah i try to go as deep as possible yeah as far as my arms can go um that's how i go you know usually it's some sort of like butterfly grip um now i am palm to palm i try to walk his arm up he was he was uh you know, pretty strong with like 
his lockdown and the way he was blocking my legs from progressing here. So I was just trying to give as much smother as I could to disrupt his his defense using more of a nogi style pass um, with the foot in the inside. But uh, I didn't have it perfect. I felt a little, I felt like I, sh- I you know, when I, when I came out of there, I was like, man, I, I messed up in the beginning. I felt like I messed this up, um, letting him get that lockdown. And then I switched to help me focus on his lockdown. But then he had that strong grip and he actually tried to throw up a little bit of a choke attack here. But I already had my my thumb in, so I had pressure on his neck at the same time. And now here I think I come I come back with a cut, I believe. So oh no, no, I switch here. So now I get a good switch. This is this is more how I prefer to pass, especially when they're trying to do lockdowns, because then I can keep my my knee off the floor, my my left knee, and I can use my hand to fight his legs. And so I get a good switch. Now I try to come back to the mount. But I think I, he bumps me and I just end up cutting. Yeah, here I just cut. Just not now I'm trying to, pressure. Yeah. Yeah, trying to get um, control of his head. I couldn't stop him from, from turning, but I had my hand on the collar. So I looked to come over and start to get to the back. Um, I, the, the edge, I, I would have dived for that back if the edge wasn't there. I would have done like a, I call it Garcia roll. Yeah. Um, named after Marcelo Garcia. I would have rolled for it and jumped on it, but the edge was there. So I couldn't get all the way situated on it. Um, but I was kind of there. And then I, I had control of his arm, almost like a Kimura grip, uh, which helped me get back on top. He did a nice escape here, though, to get out of the back control. Yeah, as soon as he said go, he got his hips up. His, yeah. his hips got started to come up. So I came back on top. And uh, I'll definitely am happy with another round of of this. So here, flatten the shoulders. Here. When you pull up on the, on the, the gi right there, that looks painful. Knee in the chest, pulling up on the gi, that's not comfortable. Yeah, this is my favorite. This is this is my 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 favorite stuff right here. Homolo style, margarita style. Here I have a choke right there that I went for that helped me get the mount. And then it's a uh, hand in the collar right away. Yep. That's it. Pop this grip off. Boom. Deepen it a little bit. Hard rake. Lock it in. You finished both palms down, right? Yeah. That's my, my That's preferred per- method. Preferred method. Is is that how Hodger did it too? No. He was a palm up, palm down. Okay. Um, I, uh, I used to do that way. And then I made the adjustment, um, with some inspiration from, from Sensei Salo. Um, he loves the thumb in grip. And, uh, once I really started exploring the thumb in grip, um, you know, I, I, I just, I, I, so much of my game revolves around that now. And, and the double palm down choke is so much easier, so much faster, and it's a lot tighter uh, and now it's like, I mean, you saw me looking for that thumb in grip while I was in the half guard, still passing while I'm using the knee slice. I mean, it's everywhere. And, uh, that's my top game devastation series that I, I did mean, for BJ fanatics right there. This handsome guy interviewing you out there. Uh, <laughs> top game devastation is a great name for it, man, because you really are devastating when you get to, I mean, you can just see how much pressure you're putting on Arnaldo. 
So once you get to that half guard position and you got the the underhook and the cross face and everything, are you thinking like, I mean, Janji told me before, he's like, I feel if I can get the half guard, I can beat anybody. Are you feeling like, all right, I got him. I'm where I want to be. Yep. Yep. For the most part. I mean, of course I, you know, I'm not perfect. I do make mistakes and lose, lose the position from time to time. But um, especially with my style of passing, you know, it's a slower pressure style. Usually by the time I get to half guard, they're already a little broken down, a little tired. Um, as you saw in my, my match with Tanner Rice that we talked about, um, you know, last week on the podcast. Um, and so that, um, that bit of wear and tear on the way to get there really sets me up to, to be able to mount directly and finish pretty quickly. Um, you know, it just kind of depends on, on how long it takes me to get there. If I get there really fast and they still have quite a bit of fight left in them, then that's kind of the times when I might I might lose a little bit. I mean, you saw Renato kind of recover a bit, get to turtle, and then I had to start the process over again. Um, but usually, you know, if it's not the first time, the second or third, we'll get the trick done. Um, but that's that's what I, one of the things I preach the most in my teachings is just having checkpoints, having those those places that if you get to, then you know the process is simpler. You know, they're in your funnel right and, and they become more predictable and you can kind of um stay a step ahead and, and take it all the way to the finish but every every element of my game is about getting to the finish you know i'll pull guard try to submit from there if it's not there i transition to my sweep my sweep goes right to my pass my pass goes right to my sub um and, and, and that's what i feel like i can do even better in the gi if i can get a little bit ahead in the gi there's less room to move. You know, I have better control, better handles. Um, it's not as slippery. And, uh, and with the collars, you know, the choke threats can be there, um, right away. And so I think I, I can do my best work in the gi or actually in MMA, um, because in MMA I can strike the, the hardest part is no gi sub only when they can just keep their hands like this and not risk escaping position. That's when I really wish I could just hit them you know, to get them to, to put their hands up and try to move and, and defend. And, and that opens things up. Um, but in the gi, if you just want to do that, that's fine. I can still put my hand on your collar, you know? Um, and so, you know, if I'm on top, preferably I want either a gi or I want to be able to hit you. <laughs> uh, that's just kind of how my game works. Man. Uh, it was a, a great treat to watch you get in the gi and knowing that you want to compete more wearing the kimono, that opens up a lot of like really interesting yeah. fights. Uh, is there anyone at the top of your mind that you'd like to face? Uh, your current champion fight to win, retained your belt. Yeah, that's something I wanted to ask you. It, it took you three years to defend the belt. <laughs> are you how are you going to get back to defending that thing pretty quickly? What's your plans? Yeah, like I said um, in our interview on stage, um, I'm I'm you know I'm just not that into nogi right now. Um, at least for, for a few months, give, give me a few more matches in the gi first. Um, I've missed it so much. And these last few years, no gi, all the no gi I've been doing has been like, you know, MMA style, just like so, so scrambly. So I don't know, it just, just a completely different vibe, you know? Um, and I had fun with it. Don't get me wrong, but I really, really missed the gi. And, um, 
and now that I'm back, I, I want to be fully back. I want to, I want to get some, some fun matches in and, and really like, because I haven't fought anybody in years, uh, in the gi, you know, minus some master guys, um, there's a lot of interesting matchups. And so I'm, I'm really just down for whatever. Um, it could be guys from my generation, some, some of the legends, um, you know, all the way up to some of the newer guys. Of course, I, I would prefer if they're already established, like, you know, um, maybe another, another one, our, of course, Arnaldo is coming up. Um, another one around that, that uh, kind of level, a guy that's, that's in the top, but maybe not a world champion yet. And then after that, I'll be ready for, for the world champions. Um, you know, I think one more just to sharpen up a little bit would be good. Um, and uh, yeah, you know, like I said, there's a lot of interesting guys. I basically haven't fought anybody um, in the last five, six years, any of the new, the newer guys. So um, it's, it's exciting. It's motivating for me, um, you know, new challenges and just be back doing what I love. But um, that, that's really where I want to stay is in the gi, at least for a little while. Of course, there's some big matchups, no gi that I would like to, but uh, I'm just not feeling as much in the, as I do the gi right now. Personally, it just, yeah, I, I'm, I'm just being a kid again and doing what I love. So I don't, I don't want to switch things up right now. Yeah. I feel like there's big things coming from, uh, the Hibero, uh, association in general, because I mean, you got you defending your title. John G's already announced that he's planning on coming back. And then you got the big guy, the giant Victor Hugo. I'm mm-hmm. sure it won't be long before we see him. And I feel like your guy's style yeah. for, for what the, the main event is now with submission only rules. I feel like your guy's style really plays into that. Don't you think? Yeah, I do. And, and it, you know, as Shanji was talking about it too, it's just such a great place for us to put our skills on display um, without all the concerns of, you know, getting behind on points, getting tied up, someone running the clock advantages, all that stuff. It's just simpler. It's, it's more, more to the point, straight to the point. Um, like I said, in Nogi, I feel like it could be a little, uh, you know, you pass someone's guard and they just kind of do this and then they throw up a leg attack and then you're like, oh man, I'm, I'm down, you know, I'm losing, you know, uh, even though you might've had Mount in a bunch of dominant positions, but, um, you know, you just don't have all the submission options in, in no gi. Um, and so I think gi sub only is, is perfect for me, um, you know, and, uh, of course, Victor, he's hungry to get on Shanji, uh, Shanji, I think needs just a little bit more time, maybe a month. Uh, but we'll see, hopefully the next card, at least one of them can be on there with me. Um, and, uh, you know, we'll be there to put on a show and do what we do and we'll get to train a little bit beforehand. That'll be great for me. If I can get one of them here, you know, as, as I pick up the level and go against some of the top dogs, um, they'll help me a lot with, with sharpening things up and, um, but you know, sub only, I think it, it, it's definitely a, a better, a better stage. Um, you know, a, a lot of the guys are just so sharp when it comes to, to the sport, to the points. Um, I would be a lot more concerned with facing one of the top guys under those rules, uh, that I haven't, I haven't competed in, in so long. Um, so yeah, I, I think fight to win is, is going to be my spot and hopefully I can be on there every month. I love it. Awesome. Great having you on. Uh, great seeing you compete again and looking forward to the next one, man. 100%, Rafael. Appreciate you calling in, man. Congratulations on defending your belt. And like Michael said, can't wait to see you back. So take care, My man. My pleasure. Thank Good you, guys. Thanks for the support. All right. See you Thank soon. you. Take Come care. Out. All right. So 
great great show there with four guests and we got a lot of exciting stuff coming up absolutely man uh i'm just over the moon at the return of competition you yeah. know uh, we have third coast grappling on the way jits king yeah. Who's number one, as we've been talking about you, all show. If you think about it, like we talked a lot about Fight to Win this weekend, but next weekend coming up, we're going to have two two events in two different cities. Like Things things are kicking back up. It's starting to feel like old times, Michael. <laughs> yeah, we're starting to have the team spread out a little bit. The crew up. But uh, all right, yeah, that was a great thing, great uh, show. Looking forward to this weekend of Fight to Win 142. Who's number one is going to be killer. Third Coast is going to be killer. A lot of cool stuff coming. Thanks, guys, for watching another episode of Who's Number One. And uh, who do we got tomorrow, Mike? Tomorrow is Dylan Dennis. Uh oh, Dylan Dennis coming. Out. Don't, don't, don't tell anybody that. Guys, <laughs> ruffle some feathers. Yeah. Thanks, guys. Uh, tune in for Dylan tomorrow, and we'll see you guys next time.